interesting series called Is This the Beginning of the End, which is my favorite thus far. This will be our fourth episode, which I have been so ready for and will explode if I have to wait another week to tell you why the destruction of America is happening. If you missed our previous episodes of this series, I want to encourage you to listen. Go back and listen to them. This is all intertwined and puts everything into perspective. So welcome, everyone, to Truth Is Now Treason. I am Lennox. And I'm Dietrich. You know, as we already said in episodes two and three, Lennox and I shared specific ways that our leaders were weakening America. We used examples of the Afghanistan debacle, how we were changing from where we were an energy independent country to one that was now depending on our enemies for our energy needs. They're trying to make it so that we are weak to our enemies while betraying our allies and American citizens. You know, last week we discussed the open border crisis that's been putting all Americans at risk. Now, we want to emphasize that we are not against legal immigration. We are both products of legal immigration. We know that the United States is not against legal immigration either. 50% of the world's immigrants every year come into our nation. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? But open borders is allowing drugs flow in that's creating a record for drug overdoses last year. And we have people who are on our terrorist watch list that our regime has decided they don't need to keep track of. You know what's amazing is we buddy up with countries like Iran and China, but we demonize, threaten, and attack Americans. We restrict Americans with all kinds of things like masks, vaccines, COVID testing mandates. But those crossing the southern border all last year weren't forced to do that at all. If you don't believe us on this, listen to our next variant is communism episodes. You'll hear Jen Pisaki admit to Peter Ducey of Fox News that this is the case. We have audio of her admitting that. You know, why would our leaders cause shortages of every kind now when it comes to travel with airlines, in the medical field, in our supply chains, or with trucking? Why are we allowing shortages with products like baby formula. We ended our previous episode with that question. We want to answer that question now. And Dietrich, I can add another question to your list of questions. Why would we block drilling of oil in America, take it out of our reserve, which is supposed to be used only in times of war or times of crisis, you know, things that we can't control, and sell it to China, our number one threat? I've got an answer for that. What? Joe wanted to make sure those Chinese checks kept coming to Hunter. (laughs) Well, we put the articles links on our website. If you wish to read those articles, this just took place. It came out, I think this week from Breitbart and Just the News. And like we said before, these actions seem bizarre to us who love our country. But if your goal was to destroy America, you absolutely would do it. And as Dietrich asked, Why? Well, recently I stumbled across some information that made all of this make sense. And in researching this past year for our other episodes for our podcast, I kept seeing quotes from WEF, World Economic Forum. I kept seeing the name pop up, but I would just skim right over it because it meant nothing to me until I listened to Charlie Kirk talk at a church in California about the WEF and their goals for 2030. Wait, wait, I got a question. What? California has a church? (laughs) Only one. (laughs) It happens to be the one that Charlie Kirk was speaking at. If there would have been any other guy besides Charlie Kirk, you know, like Dietrich. 
I would have tuned him out. <laughs> but I listened to this guy because I know his beliefs. He's a true conservative and he works for Turning Point USA. And he goes around the United States to secular colleges and universities and shreds these liberal views, you know, about America being racist to socialism. It's a wonderful thing. It is. To non-binary as a third gender. I mean, he, <laughs> he just rips them apart and he's so smart and factual. And so I paid attention to what he said. I began doing research, reading different articles on the WEF's website, listening to these people speak. And then I started listening to our leaders speak. Have you noticed, traders? When you listen to our liberal leaders talk, it's no longer about just America. It's America and the world. Words that include our global economy, global health, global this and that. This is where the WEF comes in. Our current leaders are globalist. They are attempting to destroy our democracy so that they will be able to have a global government system which means a one-world market, financial system, identification system, possibly. And this is why the Biden administration attempted to give power over Americans' health to the World Health Organization earlier this year. Yeah, and if you're wondering why was that such a huge issue, here's the problem with it. The Constitution was set up so that our leaders would be elected. We are not electing the leaders of the WHO. So you're giving power to people who are free to do anything they want to because they're not held accountable by the citizens of this nation. So you're wanting people who are not held accountable to do anything they want. Well, what happens when you have people who are not accountable? Do they generally do poorly or do they do great? They do poorly. When you don't hold your children accountable for what they do, what do they do? Anything they want to. Here's the other problem when it comes to saying that because the World Health Organization said, well, it's only going to be in a case of a health emergency. Well, define a health emergency because they could look at anything and call it a health emergency. Well, Flint, Michigan has terrible water. We need to run all of America's water. Well, a, a cop killed a bad guy who was shooting a gun at him. We can't have that. The World Health Organization needs to run your police for you. We can't mow the grass at nine o'clock in the morning because it's killing climate equity because it's a public health crisis. It's causing climate change. <laughs> well, anyway, it didn't happen earlier this year when Biden tried to cede authority to the World Health Organization. And that's a victory scored for conservatives and Christians. Woohoo! But they are, the Democrats and Biden's administration are spitting out the same garbage. And I repeat it, it's garbage, though, just like those running the World Economic Forum. And we will give you plenty of examples later. But here's just one example for now that just happened. You know, earlier this week, Biden came out and gave a speech and made some kind of a comment that Americans just need to suffer through these high gas prices for as long as it takes. It's, a, it's an exciting transition. So CNN journalists, I'm surprised, is, is questioning Biden's National Economic Council Director, Brian Deese. And so Brian Deese tells us why we must suffer. They say that this could be a long a war measured in years. And I think everybody understands why this is happening. But is it sustainable? What do you say to those families who say, listen, we can't afford to pay four eighty-five a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. Well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. 
I love it. A liberal one world order. If there's ever anything we needed, it's that. So they're not hiding it at all now. You know, Biden and the Democrats believe that Americans should pay for global economic stability all while suffering. You know, because remember, Obama wanted the same thing. If you're asking, what's the problem with global economic stability? Here's the problem with it. There are so many nations where if you send aid to those nations, it never reaches the people. Why? Because the government's corrupt. So you can sit there and feed money to some of these nations nonstop, and you're never going to get global economic stability. Why? Because there's just some people in this world who are evil. You know, in Dinesh D'Souza's documentary, Obama's America 2016, Dinesh exposed Obama and his father. His father believed that Americans should be taxed at 100%. So that means every dime that you make should be a dime that goes to pay for global equity. This is the father of the guy who is running our nation right now. Obama's people are in office traders. They are now able to implement this because we have a corrupt DOJ and they are in control of every branch of the government. So if these liberal American politicians have become clones of the WEF's messaging, then we need to know more about the WEF. So the founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum is Professor Klaus Schwab. He's German, and the WEF is an international organization made up of public-private cooperation. So the public part of it is basically world leaders. All these leaders across the world from every kind of country you can think of are affiliated with this organization or they're attempting to get them to be part of the WEF. You have academia like professors, which is pretty kind of scary because these people are the ones teaching our young people. We have universities and then the private part would be like CEOs of businesses or big tech, media outlets. Again, kind of scary, isn't it? Their tentacles are reaching throughout every kind of organization across the globe. They promote true global citizenship. And we call this an organization that acts like a grooming service. And grooming is the correct operative word there. Yeah, teaching and preparing these individuals for future world leadership. You know, their topics that they talk about at their meetings are like global cooperation, Dietrich. No nation can do this alone. We need to build partnerships. We need to trust each other more. So, so tell me, uh, Lennox, if you're Israel, how am I supposed to build a partnership with nations that have for millennia said we must kill every Jew there is? Dietrich, we need to, to just trust we are the world. <laughs> I just heard I just heard Klaus Schwab say that the economy is out of balance. And so economic <laughs> rebalancing is another topic. What it means is we cannot have one country stronger than another. You know, like that nasty United States. They can't dominate like they've done for the last so many years. We must share the power. So you know what they're saying there? They're saying we need global communism. We all need to be equal. You know, and so because of all this, we need to have social equity. So if you're wondering every time you go into a business to buy something or you go into your place of work and you're seeing all this woke crap being pushed, here's why. Because the WEF is pushing behind the scenes. They want banks to rate whether or not they give businesses a loan based on how woke they are, how much they are following the WEF's forum on how things are supposed to happen. 
This is why we're seeing all this woke nonsense happening with all of these companies. You can't make a biscuit and sell it anymore. You can't make widgets and sell them anymore. We have to push social equity. Well, another thing that they talk about is governments. A few months ago, they had some kind of a forum, a meeting worldwide, and I heard them say one of the topics was a one world order. Are you ready? for a one world order. They discussed that, they discussed digital identification, digital currency, and of course, because of COVID, global health. <laughs> if you're wondering, why should you be so concerned about the World Economic Forum? This is a group of people who do have power. These are influential people. These are the elite of the elite. They're very rich. And guess what? We are going to play a portion of a clip from the CEO of Open the Books. He was appearing on Newsmax. He was sharing how the United States has been funding this organization since the Obama days. Now, there's a shocker. In 2013, we've been funding them to the tunes of 60 million dollars. Why would we be funding them? These are the rich of the rich. There's no public purpose for working and middle class U.S. taxpayers to fund this organization. A ticket to Davos costs $28,000. A coveted badge costs $50,000. If you want to be a, a corporate member of this organization, every single year it costs your organization between $65,000 and $650,000. Yeah, I mean, what a waste of money. I mean, but these people are so rich and that's all they care about. Nothing other than aspiring to be on the world stage, having that power to control you and me. I mean, traders, here are some of the people that we know that they have groomed. You're not going to be shocked at all. Obama. <laughs> George Soros. Who, no way. Who we know has been trying to destroy America by funding all these activists. Bill Gates. Employees of Disney. Silicon Valley, like the big tech companies like YouTube, Twitter, Google. Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook. And here's a media outlet, New York Times. I never would have guessed that. <laughs> Harvard, Stanford. I mean, they're, they're teaching these people to think globally. Now, here's another one. Natalie Portman. So if you're wondering why did the prequel trilogy of Star Wars suck so bad, I guess that might have something to do with it. Hundreds of members across the globe, and it's continuing to grow. And if you guys are wondering, why were you spending so much time talking about Canada? Justin Trudeau. He has been groomed by the WEF. That's why we've been talking about Canada so much. He is trying to do to Canada what the WEF wants to do to the world. Legalize drugs. Take away your guns. Control the media. Pay the media to speak what you want them to speak and punish those who don't speak what you want. This explains why we are seeing what's going on in Canada. In fact, Klaus Schwab, who is the leader of the WEF, stated that he was shocked when he saw how many members of Canadian Parliament were people who were groomed by the WEF. This explains why you're seeing what's going on in Canada. They're globalists. You know, most of these individuals that we mentioned hated or still do hate Donald Trump. And I find it interesting that when I was looking at these articles on the WF's website, the name that was talked in a derogatory light, well, guess what? It was Donald Trump. Why not Xi Jinping of the communist Chinese country? These were the same lies, though, that were told by our media outlets and politicians here in the United States. And I just had to ask myself, why were they so against Trump? And now I know it's because Trump wasn't a globalist. 
He was a nationalist. He cared about his own country first and foremost. Yeah, it wasn't make yeah you know, make the world great again. It was make America great again. And that's all the more why Christians should have supported him more. You know, so you're, if you're asking the question, why is it a problem to be a globalist? Well, number one, when it comes to our nation, it violates our laws. Our founding fathers created the Constitution to limit government because they understood that power leads to corruption, especially power in one person's hands. That's why we have the federalist system. You've got the federal government, you have the state government, and then you have the city government. They understood that when you have all the power in one person's hands or one group of people's hands, corruption will happen. Our constitution is set up so that this does not happen in our nation. But if you have corrupt law enforcement, corrupt DOJ and the corrupt courts, our constitutional republic is going to crumble. And if you look from, I guess, from a spiritual standpoint, anytime globalism was attempted throughout scripture, you know, and it was where the Assyrians tried to take over Israel and God allowed the Assyrians to conquer Israel because Israel turned their backs on God. It was done by wicked people for wicked purposes. It was basically a tool of Satan to accomplish his ends. And when Jesus is talking in Matthew chapter 24 about the end times, he's speaking about the future, what to expect. The Bible tells us there will be a global government ruled by someone who is anti-God. The Bible calls him the Antichrist, in which we plan to talk more about toward the end of our series. And the point to Jesus telling us here in Matthew chapter 24 was to prepare the Christians, prepare the disciples, God's followers for some dark days and to be ready for his return, Jesus's return. And he is coming to get anyone who is a believer of Christ and anyone who is not will be left behind and thrown into hell on that final judgment day. And we want everyone listening to be ready. This is why we are talking about this. We want you to notice a pattern that's happening here. Anybody who is not a globalist, they are attempting to demolish and destroy in our media. And it doesn't matter who you are. I want to give you an example. Putin. Now, I'm not defending Putin. I think Putin is a disgusting man. What he has done to the Ukraine is reprehensible, and I love seeing the Ukraine fight back and win against the Russians. But let's not fool ourselves, okay? Do you think that's the only war that's happening in this world right now? It's not even close. We have wars happening all over our world. Why are we focusing just on this one? Could it be because Putin is a nationalist and not a globalist? That's exactly why our president said that Putin has to be taken down. Why didn't he talk about any of the other wars that were happening and taken down some of these other leaders? Oh, maybe because they're globalists? Yeah, and if you remember Netanyahu, who actually was the leader of Israel a few years back, I, I would say during Obama's days, he was the leader of Israel then. He wasn't a globalist either, and now he's no longer in office. There's somebody else in there. Trump wasn't a globalist. He's gone, at least for now, hopefully not forever. You know, and something we need to remember about Benjamin Netanyahu, he was a tremendous leader. I had nothing but respect for the guy. Did you know that our globalist in chief that we had, Barack Hussein Obama, he spent money to get Netanyahu out of office. That is illegal according to our laws, but he didn't care. Why? Because he knew he wasn't going to pay for it. Again, here's a globalist 
trying to get a nationalist out of office. And we didn't know it at the time, but now we understand that that's probably the reason why he was trying to campaign against him, is to get him out of leadership. You know who else isn't a globalist? Brazil's leader, Bolsonaro. Now, I want you to look at how the media is covering him. You could take this clip that we're going to play of a bunch of times where they talk about Bolsonaro, take Bolsonaro's name out, you could put Trump's name in. They're talking about him the same way. Why? Bolsonaro is a nationalist. Listen to this. Allowing Brazil to become a colony of China would be a significant blow to us and potentially a very serious military threat. The Biden administration appears to be in favor of it. One person who's emphatically not in favor of it is the president of Brazil, Jair Bolsonaro. So, of course, the American media hate him. Here's some of their slander. The United States isn't the only country lurching dangerously towards authoritarianism. It is happening all over, indeed. Just yesterday, for example, Brazilians elected Jair Bolsonaro. Usually you don't get rid of an aspiring dictator through the electoral process. Brazil is going to have trouble with Bolsonaro. It's that same authoritarian, like, women-hating, you know, racist energy. He's the Trump of Brazil. President Bolsonaro doesn't believe in social distancing, doesn't want lockdowns, much, much more extreme than President Trump. Brazil's far-right nationalist president, Jair Bolsonaro, spoke at an event in Dallas. These two men and fellow travelers like Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin represent the growing global threat to the ideas of liberalism. You know, we took this clip from a interview that was done with Tucker Carlson. I would tell you to listen to the whole thing. It's really an incredible interview. The journalists that you heard on that audio were from MSNBC. There were four different journalists that were bashing Bolsonaro. And then there was one from CNN. But does MSNBC and CNN have journalists? Well, they or, use the title. Or is it propagandists? Well, we'll call them propagandists. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we will dive into some of the goals of the World Economic Forum. And this is why we have been covering the weakening of America by our current leaders. Because one of the stated goals of the WEF, and they state it right on their website, they want to accomplish this by 2030, is, gotta wait for it, America will no longer be a superpower. You know, I want to thank you for listening to this. And I know this may have been a tough one to listen to, but the story's not over. We're going to dig more into this and there's going to be some tough things here. But you know what? We need to remember that if we're following Christ, we have more hope than just this world. We've got more beyond this. And not only that, we also have the promise in Christ that he will take care of us. It doesn't matter who's in charge because God's in charge. I want to thank you for listening. If you're on a platform like iHeart or Spotify or Google, make sure you rate us. And remember, the only correct rating is five stars. And that's because we're both tens. But if you're on Facebook... Yeah, make- as you can see, Dietrich, again, <laughs> this math needs some sharpening there. <laughs> you know, if you're on Facebook... Find us on Facebook, go to Truth Is Now Treason, like us, and then anytime you see one of our posts, do us a favor, share that post, tag other people on it. We want to make this thing grow. We're already at the tens of millions. We want to get to the hundreds of millions. (laughs) Until next time, my fellow traders. traders.